Hello and welcome to Warmest Regards 2023. 2023. New year, new me, baby. <laughs> How was your New Year's? Um, it was absolutely fine. Um, went out with a friend for a drink. Um, yeah, I did. I, I drank quite a bit actually beforehand, <laughs> um, but just went out in in town, um, which was actually yeah, it was really nice. Did you and get dressed then, up? Yes, I did. Of course, I did. What a silly question. Um, what did you wear? I wore the Zara dress that I've been searching for with you, but couldn't find, and then got it in the sale for twenty two ninety nine. I love a bargain. It was gorgeous, stunning. I looked a little bit like a fishnet, but as um, my date for Friday mentioned, I go catch them fish, baby. <laughs> um and i facetimed pete and lou and lou was dressed as a prawn and i was putting garlic bread in the oven (laughs) so it's a classic new year's eve it is how was your new year's eve very wholesome went away to the beach with a few friends three other three couples four couples all together Ugh. Yuck, you were invited but you declined okay i wasn't that's a whole other story but we won't get into it now um which I understand because to be with four couples on New Year's may not be the ideal mm. scenario for someone seeking love. Sounds great, doesn't it, guys? All my huns and single diaries. How would you like to spend your New Year's Eve with a load of couples kissing at midnight? Well, I see you as a full whole person on your own. So therefore, you get an invite. You don't just get an invite by having a boyfriend. I appreciate that. So, But yes, I politely declined. You politely declined, <laughs> which was fair enough. We played games. We did pass the parcel. <laughs> We made lots of lovely Mexican food. We, what else did we do? Uh, we each had to write a poem about one another, which was great. That's so cute. <laughs> and then we had to read it out. We had to pick a name out of a hat and then write a poem. Were, were they like nice poems or rude? Uh, whatever you wanted. Whatever you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll read you mine later. And then we obviously stayed up until midnight. But I feel like that midnight bit is the most boring bit. Oh, it's such an anti-climax. After we stayed up till midnight, we all sort of, happy new year. And then we um, were like, right, time for bed. It was lovely. Next day, we went for a beach walk. Fish finger sandwich on the beach. Oh, I love a fish finger sandwich. It was proper nice as well. so underrated? Was it though, was it like a literal fillet of cod in a sandwich? Because sometimes they they throw you. I'd say they were posh fish fingers, like homemade. Like big. Big. Yeah. whacking sometimes I'm a bit stressed by that are you do you like tartar sauce no I don't I just I just like a bog standard white bread with lure pack either side bird's eye fish fingers and some ketchup no I can get behind that too but I can go up market you know with my fish finger sandwich now I really want that for dinner but Pete's making us sausage mash and garlic spinach that's it and gravy do you find over the Christmas period you get loads of targeted ads for like sales or trying to sell you loads of products? Yes, but that's because I signed up to them. <laughs> what, you're on loads of mailing lists? Yes, absolutely. I had 74 emails on Christmas Day ready for the sales. For the sales. I mean, at 2am on Christmas Day, I was on Boots. Boots? I've boots. never gone on Boots for a sale. Oh God, I spent £50 on Boots on all their half-price deals. What, like half- toiletries? Or no, they're gifts. The gifts for mm. yourself. What, the gift sets? Yes. Yeah, I got a <laughs> lovely Ted Baker lip liner and lipstick. A lovely eye mask. Yes, oh, beautiful. Gifts for people next year as well. Do you want to know what my Christmas treat was? What? I got a tax rebate. Did you? You didn't tell me this. I got a tax rebate. Oh my God. I got one on my... Yeah, I got, I got a pack... Uh, 
I got a tax rebate right at the end of December. And it How was much? a treat. It was about 500 quid. Oh my gosh. I know. Balling. I couldn't believe it because I've been, it's a long story. <laughs> it, it does, it's not relevant, but I've been paying too much tax. So they gave it back to me. Um, so I wanted to buy a few things in the sales and I did with my little tax rebate. I haven't spent it all, but I was absolutely chuffed, beaming. You could I say. mean, mean, I treated Pete to a fish finger sandwich on the beach. <laughs> Meanwhile, Pete and I are working our way through our tax return, trying to avoid. <laughs> I've still got to do mine. Actually, I'll probably end up giving it back. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, it's a killer. No targeted ads. Um, the thing that I found the most is New Year. Oh my gosh, New Year's Day. It, on Instagram, it was like, join this app, wall Pilates, yoga, get fit for summer, New Year's resolution. Like paid ads from businesses. Oh, gross. Absolutely gross. So distasteful. Especially so you got a load over. of them, did you? So many. I haven't got any of them. I think it's because I, I don't know, I joined... I, ha- I do go to a gym. Does my phone know I've joined a gym? I have no idea, but I had so- it's all on Instagram as well. And it's all app-based. It's like, join our app for 30 days and get this how, this much off. And I see. Yeah, it's really annoying. It's the time where they make their most money, isn't it, January? Oh. It's kind of the same with, like, uh, vegan products, like Veganuary. It's a lot, I get a lot mm. of promotions from, um, like, different food companies or cafe, local cafes and things like that because of Veganuary. I think it mm. knows that I, like, eat plant-based foods majority of the time, so. I mean, I'm doing dry jam. Are you? Yeah. So, so you don't want me to make you a gin tonight? Nope. nope. No gin and tonic. Is your body saying, please, no, more yeah. Prosecco? My urine literally looks and fizzes like Prosecco. You're joking. I'm not joking. Does so it, it smell like Prosecco? A little bit, yeah. Is it bubbly? Yes. So it yes, literally. <laughs> it literally does. And I was like, this has to stop. It has to stop. It's outrageous. Do you look at your urine every time you go to the toilet? Absolutely. So do I. People Bladder find that really... going to get me. I've had this conversation with a few friends and they find that really strange. Do you look at your poo when you poo? No, because I don't. Okay, but if one was to poo, would you look at it? Um, I wouldn't know because nev- I never have. Emma Bentley... I, I never have, so I, I wouldn't know. I'm afraid that's someone else's question. Well, I will happily join I Look At My Poo Club. <laughs> that's disgusting. You're not a dog. I, I've never flushed the toilet without looking at what I left. I want to know. It's Ooh. important. Your body shows you so many secrets and signs as to how it is on the inside by what it gets rid of. I just don't know how I feel about that because it's in the past. Do you look okay? I'll take this out of the podcast. But when you wipe, do you look at the to- <laughs> do you look at the toilet paper? Absolutely not. Well, how do you know whether you've got all the poo off your bum? Oh, we're not having this conversation. If you don't look <laughs> at your, if you don't look at the tissue paper, the toilet paper, when you wipe your bum, how do you know that you're all clean and ready to go back to normal? I know because I'm tasks? always clean. Oh, it just... And always ready. Right. Okay. <laughs> Try to have a... <laughs> Disgusting important, conversation. An important conversation about <sighs> stools. I hate that word. Oh, I think it's one of my It's disgusting. It's absolutely disgusting. All I think of when people say that word is like a plastic container and a spoolie. Oh. Oh, no. It's not fun doing that. No. The shame of 
putting your poo in a box and putting it in a letterbox at the doctor's absolutely revolting is absolutely mortifying mortifying absolutely mortifying can we move swiftly on because i'm rather uncomfortable january can be a bit of a tough month mentally how are you feeling in yourself right now well i made it through christmas which is a literal miracle Mm. christmas is usually like the worst time for me mentally and i've done really well this year um having designed my christmas this year it, it worked really well um boundaries oh guys boundaries are the best thing ever created um so yeah i'm i'm doing okay the only thing that i always struggle with in january is everybody wants to get fit and everybody wants to like reach their goals and and i don't make goals because i live my life six months at a time Mm -hmm. so i don't tend to make like long-term goals or anything like that so yeah what about you does that mean fitness and sort of health and yeah because i I think for me, without getting too deep, like I have scans every six months. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what my scan will say and when things might change for me. So f- for me, until I get my clear scan, not clear, but like it's okay for now scan, then I start my six months again. Mm. So that that's just how I, I kind of live my life at the moment. That works for you. Yeah, it works really well because then I'm not disappointed because the, the thing that I wouldn't want to happen is to make this big plan to like go to America in 2024 and then find out I can't get travel insurance and can't go. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That I would really disappoint me. So I think if I was to plan to go to America, I plan to go this year in June. Or, sure. You know, do you know what I mean? You have to be a bit more impulsive with your decisions. Yeah, stuff. but I love it because it means I can be a bit more spontaneous and things can just happen straight away. Yeah. You know? No, I totally get that. I feel like in January, people are overly critical of themselves in every way, sort of like really judgmental of the year they just had or the way that they look, the way that they feel and, and things like that. And particularly in January, people become more aware of the way that they look. Mm. and feel the need to change that do you having struggled I know personally you've struggled with body image I have too Mm. do you feel that pressure to make changes just to sort of fit in with the feel of January I find this year really I hate this word but triggering I find it really triggering and I think anyone that's had this time of year yeah I think anyone that's had an eating disorder or body image issues or body dysmorphia will feel the same um it is yeah I feel a pressure I feel like everybody's joining the gym or everybody's eating healthy and chucking out all the Christmas chocolate and it's like it's almost normalizing um making severe changes to diet and things like that isn't it January whereas you've learned to like reprogram the way that you think about food and exercise to a more healthier balanced place Mm. but January tries to convince you otherwise I remember there's a company I won't mention it because I don't want to get sued um but say the word allegedly before Oh yeah, there's a company that allegedly, allegedly, I can't really say the words, so that's great. Um, one of my friends worked for, well, no, no, sorry, didn't work for, it's a pyramid scheme. Let's just call it that, it's a pyramid scheme, okay? Yeah. We won't go any further. And they advertise a 30-day detox. And this detox is basically liquid diet for 30 days of their products. Does it rhyme with Farfon? <laughs> or Barb? No, that would be a cult. Or Charlon. Charlon. 
Bingo. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Um, so it's that whole shit, like no wheat, no dairy, no sugar, yeah, no, no sugar, dust, nothing. no air. It's, it's literally... No love, no my, life. Do you know what? My friend did it when she was like selling the products and stuff and... I'm sure at the time she really believed it was the right thing to do, but I don't. I don't think she'd do it now. And I, I just don't understand the culture of shakes, proteins, all these different things. Like, for me, surely most people should be able to eat a well balanced diet, three meals a day, maybe some high protein snacks. And I'm not talking about fake protein. I'm talking about like nuts, pulses, like whole whole, whole foods. foods, like stuff from the ground. Um, and drink two and a half litres of water a day and be fine. Now, I am not stupid. I know that that's not the case. I can't do that. I have tried to do that and I gained weight. I have a very different endocrine system to most people. I have never been naturally slim. You know, that that's just my makeup. But targeting, especially young girls that are that are comparing themselves to other people with these shakes that, quite frankly, what the hell have they got in them? Mm. Like, I just don't get it. Mm. And even things like, you know, collagen and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, great. But also, like, you're going to get old. You're going to lose collagen in your skin. Like, that is what happens. Well, there's a definite pressure not to age for women because you definitely have an expiry date. Maybe mm. not in certain more corporate jobs. I'm not sure. But especially if you rely on the way that you look or in more creative industries where you present yourself for a living I think that there is definitely a higher expectation of women to remain uh, more youthful especially for men men get sexier with age whereas women tend to be more more unemployable (laughs) and well yeah society says (laughs) men get men get sexier more rugged Mm. more mysterious of age and the woman gets less desirable Mm. and just saggy saggy and creepy and disused what used Mm. and is just yeah she you you can you can chuck her away now she's had a day you know trade her in for a younger model exactly so that's why the women are feeling like they have to do whatever they need mm. to whether that's spend a lot of money on certain pills powders anything or actual procedures to remain useful that's personally I'm something I really really don't want to do I can't say that I won't do it for sure no I mean gosh I'm I'm a hypocrite because the amount of money I've spent on slimming world slim fast like all all these ridiculous potions and notions how old were you when you did slimming world I was my mum did it with me I was 20 20 21 maybe um oh god like I look back now and my mum was only trying to help but it was the most damaging thing I did yeah going in and weighing yourself in front of other people is mortifying like it's degrading it's mortifying some people might be listening to this and be going no it's motivating and it's challenging and it's good great for you I'm really happy that that works for you but for me it just didn't I thought it was we were literally told in my swimming world group to drink diet coke like it was water because it was free food Mm. and to eat potatoes as much potatoes as you want and as much pasta as you want. It's like good food, bad food. But you can't have a curly whirly. Yeah. Like it, none of it had any nutrition based stuff to it. Now I, I actually have a family friend who lost an enormous amount of weight in Slimming World. I think he lost half of his body weight 
Um, and it's incredible. And he's kept it off and he's done so, so well. And he lives by the Slimming World rule. But he's also a chef. Okay. So he's got that that nutrition knowledge i think to be able to make smart choices for the bulk standard person that's trying to lose weight they don't have that yeah and actually they will just go okay well i have seven diet cokes and a bowl of pasta that'll be deficient in so many so many things um but yeah i i think it's really going back to what you were saying about the aging and and work i listened to a podcast recently which i'm absolutely loving which is called go love yourself Mm. and guys honestly highly recommend it i think it's fantastic podcast and they were talking about slim privilege so i really wanted to discuss this with you lou and i know it's 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 quite a sensitive subject actually so what does slim privilege mean to you uh what do i think slim privilege means being able to walk around in the world with less judgment absolutely yeah because i'm technically slim absolutely in, in in the eyes of society i'm slim absolutely yeah i i would say that's a really good way to sum it up i'm gonna read an article um it's just the first one that's come up it's from good housekeeping <laughs> um what is thin privilege so um having privilege does not mean that everything is dandy in your life or that things are always easy for you what having privilege does mean is simple that you uh, is simply that you may have traits perhaps that you were naturally born with or come naturally to you that give you explicit and implicit advantages in society some of the biggies in this country are being white male straight or able-bodied another one is thin privilege because they're an example of like thin privilege so if like is it if I was to maybe order a lot of food at a restaurant, people wouldn't look at me and go, oh, she's greedy? Yeah, that- so I, as someone, to give you guys a visual, and I know Louise will probably want to interrupt me here, but I don't believe that I have slim privilege in... Compa- so if we were to compare myself and Louise, Louise has slim privilege over me, absolutely, because L- Louise is slimmer than me. However, I recognise that I do have slim privilege over a lot of women in the UK because there are women that are bigger than me and if we both went for the same job unfortunately and shockingly statistics show that I may get the job over that woman based on my appearance um so I'm going to read something from this article so it says here This is why we can't talk about thin privilege without talking about fat phobia. For years, leaders in the fat acceptance and body liberation movements like the National Association to to Advanced Fat Acceptance have been calling attention to the fact that people in larger bodies are harshly marginalised in our communities. Studies have shown that those considered obese are bullied, discriminated against in the job market and receive lower quality medical care. That's that's interesting in itself. We're then talking about medical care. Mm. They will go to a doctor and essentially the doctor will blame anything and everything. Yeah, all I'm symptoms. having a he- I have constant headaches. Oh, it's because you're overweight. Because your BMI is yeah. over. over and, yeah. But if somebody underweight went to them, they'd go, oh, we'll do some blood tests. Sure, sure. And I think that's something you have to recognise. Um, that's really interesting. Meanwhile... Fat people in film and TV are often portrayed as rude, aggressive and unpopular, instilling negative stereotypes in our psyches. Absolutely. Being fat is seen as an expression of being dysfunctional or having an irresponsible lifestyle. My personal experience with weight, I was a chubby child. So from the ages, I would say from about 8 to 13, I would 
of being considered overweight or chubby. And when I was 13, I was aware that if I was to be thinner, I'd be more popular, more desirable, more attractive, and that my life should be easier. I was aware of that at that age. But then I look at our role role models back then. I saw a picture of Christina. I loved Christina Aguilera. And I made a whole freaking scrapbook about her. (laughs) And I used to cut pictures out of um, Top of the Pops magazine and put them in my diary. And I distinctively remember looking in the mirror and comparing myself to her body. And I look at the body that she had now and she is so, so underweight. So underweight. Like if I had a friend that was that skinny... I'd be worried, but I wanted to be, I had no knowledge of what was healthy and what wasn't. Therefore, I was constantly disappointed with how I looked. And I remember, I think I was, must've been about eight or nine years old, doing sit-ups in my bedroom, putting on Christina Aguilera's stripped album (laughs) (laughs) and doing like exercise so that I could look like Christina Aguilera. That actually breaks my heart. I know. And I know that even as a 27-year-old, that I still think that I am that chubby child. I have no, I genuinely have no idea what size I am. I am constantly shocked when I see photos of myself. Like, it goes both ways. I'll either see a photo of myself and go, I'm so much bigger than I thought I was. Or I'll be like, wow, like, maybe I'm not what I see in the mirror all the time. I think I wear oversized clothing. I always would tell people, like my sister asked what my size was for a Christmas present she bought me. I told it to her and it's so big on me. Mm. And she was like, I knew I should, she just said, I knew I should have downsized because you're never, you don't know your size. You don't have a true idea. I think you have body dysmorphia and I've Mm. always said this to you. Your wedding day you lost quite a lot of weight because of the stress of the wedding. Yeah. And to the point where we had to kind of change things a little bit and make sure that my dress was too big. Yeah. 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 And you were already very thin, very, very slim in in my opinion. Um, But I don't think you, you got that. I mean, I remember when you were prepping for the wedding and it's so normal as a bride to Mm. go, I'm going to get fit and I'm going to do this. I remember you being like, I want my wedding bod. And there were moments where I, I would sit there in my mind and go, your body right now is my wedding bod. Like that's my dream. If I got to that, mm. but that's not me dismissing you because you're living in your body. Yeah. And your goals will be different to mine. And you can only make reference to the body you've always known. I've never known what Absolutely. it's like to be in someone else's body. That was a real example to me where I thought, Lou has no idea what she really actually looks like. I've got no idea. I know I don't. I really do. And I was in anthropology, me and my sister were trying on clothes and it's interesting because me and my sister um, had have had very similar experiences with our weight. Our weight also as adults has fluctuated but we were chubby children mm. because my mum fed us, that's how she showed us love. Um, Same, thanks Karen. <laughs> like my mum was just like, I love you, whatever you want, I will stock the fridge full of it, you know? And that's that's how she she still does it to this day she's mm-hmm. that's how she shows me love except now she buys me big tubs of like, organic peanut butter and dates <laughs> um 
we were in anthropology and we were trying on clothes and the shop assistant actually said she was like girls you need to stop picking such big sizes she was like I think you girls have no idea your what your size is she was so blunt and lovely she goes and she goes I think you both need to go to therapy <laughs> that is hilarious she was I like to meet her. she was like this almost like moody sassy I loved her sort of 16 year old first job gen z sort of absolutely informed on every fucking woke issue she looked us up and down and was like i think you both should go to therapy that i bet your sister (laughs) loved that (laughs) we were like yeah maybe she's like why are you picking these sizes like you are not that size because it's a safe but we are and then she's like no you're really not (laughs) i do the same it's because it's a safe size and that's i call it my safe size Mm. i i always go bigger because that feeling of not being able to get the zip up in the changing room i wouldn't wish it on anyone i hate tight clothing okay how many times have you cried shopping oh countless i i had a really really negative experience in and it's a bit unique, but in a Primark, um, and you, y'all know how much of a fan of Primark I am. Um, but I just had surgery. I'd had like maybe my second or third surgery um, for endometriosis. So my, my stomach was really, really swollen and obviously scarred as well. And I had dressings on and I don't know why I decided to go shopping. I think I just needed to be at one with the blue lights. Um, but I, was in the changing room and nothing was going over my stomach and then these teenage girls probably a bit younger than teenagers thought it would be funny to open the curtains whilst I was getting changed and it was horrendous I felt like I was instantly transported back to when I was 14 in school and it, it was really awful I ended up writing to Primark about it just saying like what these girls have done today I understand is not your fault but you not having locked doors in your changing rooms has now caused a complete and utter distress to my day Mm. where I'm sobbing in one of your changing rooms because a load of people have just seen me semi-naked. Was it that you thought that they were laughing at you or that you saw some, you you hated the thought of anyone but you seeing your body? I I mean, God, the lighting in Primark's horrendous as it is, but there were mirrors everywhere. People would have seen reflections. They were laughing. I know they were laughing because they thought they were being funny, just opening lots of different checks. But in my head, they were laughing at my body. They were laughing at me. They were thinking and it was disgusting. probably because they were school children, like, it made you transport yourself straight absolutely. back. Oh, it, it traumatised me for about three days. Like, I was absolutely traumatised. I didn't leave the house. I was really, really upset. I just, it, it was just awful being taken back to that place mentally. Um and I, I find it very, very triggering. I, I don't talk about my schooling because I don't think a lot of people would even believe half the things that happened and that were said to me. I think even my mum to this day doesn't know the extent of how bad it was. And she she knew quite a lot. Um, but, you know, even recently I mentioned on the podcast, I went on that date and and the guy was like, why don't you like your school? And it's like, I can't even talk about it. Like, I literally made up an excuse. I was like, I, I'm not even going to talk to you about it because... I can't be that victim anymore. I, I can't go mm-hmm. back to being a victim. Um, but yeah, I, I, I've definitely gone on shopping trips where I've done that. And I think that that's going back to the sizing. I will always size up because I never, ever want to feel that horrible feeling. I mean, we went shopping the other week, didn't we? And I tried on the same size trousers and the zip wouldn't do up. And then I tried on the same size trousers, but in a different style and they were too baggy. Yeah. Like, it is a joke. Like I know it doesn't... I know it's stupid. I know it's ridiculous. But it doesn't change the way it makes you feel. Would you feel better about yourself if you put on a dress that was a size small? 
but you um, it's a bit, but physically you look the same but the dress you're wearing is a size small honestly no because I've done a lot of work on myself and with my body image to um totally erase sizes mm. so I cut labels out of things um highly recommend it to anyone that's struggling I cut labels out of things as soon as I wear them so I don't know what size half my clothes are because they're all I know is they look good on me Mm. that's all I need to know I bought that velvet dress didn't I think it was in a large yeah that could have been in a small an extra small it looked good doesn't matter yeah the clothes are there to fit you you're not there to fit the clothes having said that of course I have my days where I'm like my god they've only got a small left Mm -hmm. and I know that's not going to fit but there'll be people that go they've only got an extra large left and that's not going to fit so recently people have been commenting on my weight I don't know whether it's because they think that I wouldn't be bothered by it either way whether it's like complimenting me that I've lost weight complimenting me that I've got curves or a fat ass or you know all this sort of thing anyone that's saying you've got a fat ass (laughs) needs to leave I think people are trying to give me compliments but it annoys me that they feel that they can comment on the way that I look and it will have no repercussions and I won't think about it and I'll just be able to be like oh thank you so so much for everything (laughs) that you have to say about the way that I look um and I think it's because it shocks me my weight because my weight was never commented on growing up my mum always told me how beautiful I was even when I was overweight she never ever mentioned it and I I think she actually didn't think it and she would always say what a beautiful face I had what lovely hair I had and really like oh, everyone, like, you've got the most beautiful eyelashes. My mum would just really, like, Mm. shower me in really wholesome compliments and never be like, oh, I wouldn't wear that. Or, like, oh, you're getting a bit bigger. I've seen mums do that to to my friends. And I I know it's them projecting their own insecurities, maybe the way their mum spoke to them. I was just going to say very quickly to jump in, how did your mum talk about herself in front of you and your sister growing up? She never did. So my mum has always struggled with her weight and but she's a very private woman and she struggled with that in private. She never, ever mentioned it. And she never projected that onto you? Never, ever. Because although she restricted her diet herself quite a lot of the time, I think, um, and also had moments of... Well, she, she's always really struggled with her relationship with food, but that's her story. I don't want to... Mm-hmm. Something I want to share, but I, I would never have known that. No, and and that's that is a sign she of someone. Me from that. Yeah, really protect. And you know, as much as I'm not here to like dig my mum out or anything like that, but she she would admit this herself. I grew up hearing my mum refer to her body in a bikini on holiday, or refer to her body in jeans, or mummy's flabby tummy. Look at mummy's flabby tummy. It was always about the flabby tummy, or bingo wings, or this, or or mummy's fat thighs, or and it was so. It's only now twenty you know, eight years later that I realised how incredibly damaging that was because then I started to do it and I started to go, oh, well, if I say it before they say it, then it's all right. If I say it about myself, then I've beat them to it. It's, yeah. it's such, and I just copied it. And it's it's not even my mum's fault. You do it all the time. I do do it all the time because it's learnt behaviour. It's all I've ever known. Yeah. If you imagine growing up, and my mum was a feeder as well. She was very much, I mean, because of... Um, I can't really mention it, but because of one of the jobs in my family, um, we had access to food, um, very luckily, but very nice food. And the problem with that is 
it was, you got a lot of freebies yeah and it was it was a lot of treats so it was all very much like you've been good here's food you you did your homework here's food it's not you did your homework do you want to watch a bit of tv or you did your homework should i buy you a new book Mm. and and that's fine because your mum was the same but I think it was the connotations and again it's not my mum's fault her mum was exactly the same Mm. her mum has been on a diet since she came out the womb and was on a diet till she died which is really sad really really sad but but weight was everything to her so my mum grew up with a mum that did that and my mum tried to be different but it was ingrained in her Mm -hmm. and god I really hope I can change it (laughs) Well, you're aware of it. That's the first step, isn't it? I think, though, you can't help yourself. Mm. I find it's even now, Lou, like, you know, I, I try so hard not to say it. It just comes out. It's like a... It's a reflex. It's, yeah. like a, it's almost like a, a nervous tick. You it have. is. It's like a nervous tick. And, you know, my mum's nearly 60 and she's still doing it. And I, I say to her so many times, please stop talking about yourself. Like, that makes me so sad. Do you find when you're dating someone, you are hyper-conscious of your body shape? absolutely and that is where you or someone else might have slim privilege so here's a really good example I for me to eat in front of a man on a date causes me grave distress where anxiety oh my gosh it will be a um I can't believe I'm admitting this on the podcast but I really hope this actually helps someone because this is really raw and I really hope that no one I date listens to this podcast. Please turn it off. It's not for you to listen to. Don't worry. I don't think any men listen, listen good, to this good. apart from boyfriends of our yeah, girlfriends. That's like, um, for me, I don't think anyone understands what goes into it. And I know that my bigger gals will understand. So I, if I know I'm going to a restaurant with a man, I will look at the menu beforehand I will pick the thing with the lowest calories usually a salad and I will make sure I know exactly what to say and I'll sometimes even get the dressing taken off because I believe that that's the right thing to do and I know it's not I know it's messed up and then when I go I will make sure I eat really slowly really really slowly and never finish it why because I was conditioned and brought up with movies that and magazines and Victoria Beckham and and people telling you that if you ate a salad you'd be thin and men only like girls that eat salads and look at all the movie scenes where they go oh she'll have the salad Mm -hmm. and I know it's but you know better I know so much better but I revert back out of out of fear I revert back and when I was in school you know it was so ridiculous but salads just got a thing like we're on the we're on the salad type um when I was in school I would never order anything from the canteen because I'd be obviously that would cause a huge problem and then all the people that bullied me would you know throw food at me or or call me a whale and things like that so what would happen is they then started sticking lettuce leaves down the back of my blazer and like coming over and throwing salad at me and that then has a really bad connotation for me because then I'm I I just think of it as like no one can see me eat and it's really ridiculous but this followed me into uni so Louise and I went to the same uni but she didn't stay on and um, I'll just say it who cares so it was in Guildford and there was a food court at the top of the Friary Centre so my Surrey girls will know and that food court is probably one of my biggest fears in life I would genuinely say you won't ever catch me in that food court ever and I used to go there and I would never ever want to eat in that food court because to me it was like the eyes of the world were watching me and going what is she doing eating how dare she eat 
Was that your internal voice or mm, a total internal? By then, by the time I was at college and uni, I was I was I had slim privilege, but didn't know it. But I had slim privilege as an ex fat girl. Mm. and that's the difference when you're an ex-fat girl you will never ever get out that mentality I don't think I think Mm. you will always have this devil on your shoulder which tries to drag you back to to what you once were and what you once knew um even at my thinnest and I'm not going to say the weight because it's not relevant relevant. but I was incredibly incredibly thin and, and it was in the depths of an eating disorder I think um I genuinely thought I was fat genuinely yeah yeah. for someone that has never seen a picture of you and has just listened to this podcast I think they'd be very shocked to see what you look like really it depends which picture (laughs) 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 if it's face tuned (laughs) I think the way you describe yourself and the way you say like all my big girls all my I, Mm. I, I think I would it would maybe uh, you'd have an image in your head as to what you'd look like. Yeah, and I mean, to, to give everyone a really honest view, I am a size 12 to 14, five foot six girl with big, big hips, a wide arse. But you describe yourself as if you are much, 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 much bigger than that. But again, that's, I guess, a, a way of almost being like the sizing up in clothing. It's almost like, just so you know, I'm big. Do you think you, you may be exaggerate the way that you look so that people are in your opinion pleasantly pleasantly surprised when they see you yeah of course they do absolutely I say to all of my hinge people I always say to them like oh I'm a total catfish like I'm I'm four sizes bigger and they're like oh so funny I'm like no 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 I am I'm four sizes bigger than my photo I think 80% of men generally and genuinely prefer women that are of a more accepting size to society and I can say that as a mid-sized woman who's in that awkward like if there was a size 13 I'd be it Mm -hmm. um do you know it it's shocking how many comments I've received from from men or I've heard secondhand that have been made about me that are she's so funny and she's got a really pretty face it's a shame she's not thinner Ugh. I, I honest, honest to God, I hear it all the time. And even people that are the nicest people in the world, they just can't help themselves. That's what society has taught them to believe that they deserve to go out with a pretty and a skinny girl. Mm-hmm. And actually, they would prioritize going out with a skinny girl with zero personality and no sense of humor because they're skinny. And, and visually, that's what we accept. I also I think it's worth acknowledging that men also have a lot of struggles with the way that they look and the pressures of how they should look as a man um whether that I know my husband has has said those sort of things to me about the way that he looks and I can see that it works both ways between men and women but today we're just talking about women yeah I but I really do recognize that and I I do I really think it's not spoken about enough for men Mm. you know it's it's really not and and women are so particular about like things like height I in a way am very lucky with this conversation because I have a very very unique insight to this because I have been a size six to eight and I have been a size 16 and I can tell you how I was treated in those different scenarios. I got more male attention. I was, I felt, because I guess you can't prove it, but I felt I was more respected by my co-workers and by my friends 
um, when I was slimmer. I got more job opportunities, but that is partly because of the industry that I was in at the time. Mm. No excuse, but it's true. And not many people commented about my weight. Mm. When I've been bigger, less people want to spend time with me. Um, Do you believe that? I know it. I know it. And because I've, I've, I've been in it. I've lived no, it. No, yeah, sorry. I'm not like but questioning yeah. what you're going through. Just, mm. I've, I can't believe that. It's shocking. And they're not the right people, you know. That, that's yeah. just um, less male attention by far, by a mile off. Less opportunities that involve visual representation, definitely. Because the only difference is my weight. Mm. So it can only be that. And I'm not stupid. I'm not naive. I, you know, one plus one equals two. And, and that's just sheer facts. And there's no awkwardness, you know. I mean, ironically, I would still go out for dinner and still be thinking the negative thoughts I think when I'm big. But the other people around me wouldn't be thinking that. And it's still something I struggle with in this day and age and, and where I am in my life. I'm a lot better and I'm recovering. But I still find it wildly uncomfortable to go for dinner with certain people. Um, mm. I find it wildly uncomfortable for people to look at my fridge. Um, I find it wildly uncomfortable for people to ask me what I had to eat that day. I've, you know, there's, there's so many different things that I really don't like. And, um, and recently a friend said to me, you got a great ass for a big girl. That's not a friend. No, (laughs) no, that one's getting in the bin for 2023, I think. But, um, yeah. And that one, I was just like, oh. But why does that hurt? Because what, what's wrong with being a big girl? I think that's the thing. Like, I know we're exploring loads of different topics here, but like, what is wrong with being a big girl? For it's the way that that was said to you. It's that like you could just finish it with you've got a good ass, right? Absolutely. But it's finished with a negative. It's like when people say, she's so pretty, but she's so fat. Or she's, she's so pretty, but I wish she'd be smaller. To finish, let's ask each other a question. Oh God, that means you've got one prepared. To do with body image. Okay. Well, you can go first because I think you've got one prepared. No, I don't. I actually don't. I actually don't. Um, Okay, I've got one for you. Okay. Go for it. I think I've got one for you as well. Emma. Yes. Do you think you'll ever love your body? Um, I sincerely hope so. As much as I don't like the idea of a man loving my body, encouraging me to love mine, I think when I'm talking really openly and realistically, I think having your body accepted and celebrated and loved by somebody that you love and respect encourages Mm self-love. And, you know, everyone says, oh, you can't expect someone to love you if you don't love yourself. I think that's a lot of fucking bullshit I, I think I, I think it bloody helps when someone loves you actually honestly I just think it's a load of shit sorry I I see the the reasoning I see the intention behind a statement like mm. that or a quote like that but in reality it's just not oh, like it's that. I did bollocks. not love myself when I met Jack and he absolutely loved me and it helps and yeah he that's it yeah of course it helped my question to you Sorry, I feel like I cut you off. Did you finish? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, My question to you is, 
would you be disappointed in yourself if you gained weight? Yeah. Yeah. I, Why? I, because I have an idea of what a successful woman looks like in my head and she's skinny and I know that's not right. No, but it's honest. And God, thank God you're being honest. How refreshing. How refreshing that somebody can listen to this podcast and not hear a PC view of all of this. I know that's not right. I'm aware of it. Would I, so was the, sorry, was the question, would I be disappointed in myself? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Do you, to you, sorry, I'm asking another question. Does it represent a lack of control? Does it represent laziness? Mm. Does it represent, what does it represent? What, why does that disappoint you? Because that's not how I imagined I would look. Okay. I always, um, I always imagine or I always look into the future and I fantasize about the life that I'll have and the person that I'll be and that person isn't fat. So mm. to be fat would mean that I failed. Yeah. And I that think... I'd, but I really do want to stress, I know that's no. not right. <laughs> You don't have to but justify it because we understand. Maybe, maybe if I would be disappointed because I let myself go or I... Mm, that's such a common thing. That I wouldn't look after myself enough. Like I, I was not eating the right foods or I don't and know. And that goes back to our discussion regarding fat and health. Yeah, because just because you gain some weight, you because because to you gaining any weight right now, you might just get to a size ten at a push, so still have slim privilege, right? Mm. But you could still you could actually even be healthier than you are now, and that's still not the image you have in your head. And I think that that's totally acceptable, and I, I totally get that. But I think something that we have to remember that's that's badly associated with fat people is that they're lazy they're unhealthy mm. they they lack control it's just not always the case I think there are people out there genetically that just work against it I mean you know this with me I don't think I'm lazy no. I don't think I'm I lack control <laughs> if anything I, I have too much control um I think I got very unlucky mm-hmm. and I think I have to take responsibility for the fact that I did a lot of this to myself through through an eating disorder and through starvation and through binging and through bad relationships with food. And that is why my endocrine system does not function properly. And that is why I will probably never be a size eight again. And if I am, you might want to ring the psych ward because I'm probably not very well. Mm. And when I'm at my thinnest, and everybody's loving me and celebrating me, I'm probably my most miserable. Mm-hmm. And You've really got me think. I don't know why I would be ashamed of myself. But it's okay because if you asked me that question back now, I'd, I'd probably have the same answer because it did happen to me. Yeah. And I did overnight, pretty much overnight. I gained weight, I got acne, I started losing my hair. I became a monster. I became a Cushing's monster. And it was horrible and it was the worst thing and I, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy because it is soul destroying and you do, you sit there and you go, I have failed. I've failed as a woman. Yeah, I've I feel like a fa- yeah, I think I would feel like a failure and I don't know why I would feel like that. I can't, I actually Society. can't give you a reason why. It's just like, well, 
I feel like I'd fa- yeah, I just feel like I'd let myself down or yeah. that. That's because society, since we were born in the 90s, has shoved down our throat in magazines. Oh, Victoria Beckham's let herself go after fifth baby. Do you remember Say You Like Circle and yeah. Heat magazine? Or horrendous. Like yeah. Absolutely horrendous. And now it just happens online. Now it just happens on Instagram and TikTok. And, mm. and it is. It's awful. And, and there are so many good body positivity pages out there. But there's also a lot of girls out there. And I know this podcast I referred to touched on this. There's a lot of girls out there that are a size eight trying to promote body positivity. Mm. And I'm not going to lie. It's a size 12 to 14 mid size girl i find that offensive i think this might be controversial i think if you're looking to rewire your brain and looking to really help and treat an eating disorder or disordered thoughts around food and weight and exercise you aren't going to find those answers on instagram so yes it's really good to see people being um honest on Instagram that is one percent of the journey and to truly truly make change online and on Instagram or anything where it's very visual um it like where it requires like visual interactions people need to post themselves not looking good and not say hashtag no filter and not say Mm. um big and I'm proud or not 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 highlight why that photo yeah, might just needs be, to be seen normal. as a, a brave photo to post. Just post it. Just post it, no caption. Just post it. I mean I say this, I never would. Relaxed, tensing. Yeah. Just post your relaxed one and make that a normal post to 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 share. And we're saying this almost in a dream world, aren't we? Because yes. I, no, yeah. I would never <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to be clear. My entire Instagram feed is edited. I have no issue telling telling you all that. Absolutely no issue. You can probably see it is edited. It is a highlight of my life. I'm not going to show you the shit parts. It is completely and utterly edited and got every filter on it possible. But do you, don't you think, Em, that in order to really heal that part of you, or the, oh, sorry, heal that past... You can't continue to do that. That's why I have everything with Emma, though. Oh, I see. I don't know whether that's right. Maybe like no, no, no. But, but I, I, my I see thought is, well, aren't you just? Keep, I'm feeding you know, into pe- the keep industry. Adding I'm, logs onto the fire. I am. Yeah, I'm feeding into society's, you know, ideal. I'm not like blaming you. I no, completely but I, understand why. But I think that that goes back to what you were saying as well about why do I feel like that. So mm. yeah, why do I feel like this? But it's because we have been on this planet for 28 years and had the same thing shoved down our throat. Mm. That takes a lot of retraining. But we're getting there and we're working on it and having discussions like this is so important. And for me, I have one Instagram where I'm unfiltered and I'm sobbing down a camera and being realistic and showing my buffalo hump and showing you know things. And then I have another Instagram which is perfectly posed and perfectly edited. And that's okay with me. And that's what works for me at the moment. And maybe one day I'll be brave enough to merge the two together, but just not right now. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wouldn't, I don't edit my photos. I've, I've edited my spots because I've had, mm. I have acne or had acne. Um, I have done that. But I don't edit my photos. I just wouldn't post. Yeah. So I feel a pressure to post. Mm. And I feel like I should be posting content that, and I think that that's actually to do with being single. Mm. I think if I was in a relationship, 
maybe I wouldn't. And I, I'm not afraid to admit that. Yeah. If I was in a relationship and somebody was going, babe, you look so good tonight. I don't think I'd be like, take a photo. I'd just appreciate that we're in that moment. Whereas when you're single and you look good, you take a photo and you post it so that the guys can see it. Ah, I that's see. just how life works. Like that, that's, well, that's from my perspective and my, my friend's perspective anyway. Um, so I think if I was in a relationship, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't worry as much. And I do think it depends who you have in your life as well, like encouraging you and, and supporting you. And, um, yeah, there's so much, I feel like we could talk about this like all day. This is already over an, an hour long. I, f- I feel we'll like we, down. I feel like we could talk about it all day, couldn't we? Yeah. I feel like quite worried with what I've said on this podcast, but I hope that it's all right. No one listens. <laughs> no one, one, no one listens. And I hope that you know that it comes from my issues, not mm. from what I believe is actual fact. Don't apologize. Just don't apologize. But it has made me quite inspired to look into how I look at myself because I've just got used to how I look. It's just part of my life. Mm. Like it's just like brushing my teeth. I look in the mirror and I don't, and I pinch my lower tummy and then I get on mm. with my day. I really don't want to live my life like that for much I, longer. And I, maybe it would change if I had children. Yeah. Because I would Different season of life, yeah. wouldn't yeah, want yeah. to pass that down. But how lovely would it be to just fully surrender and accept the body that you're in and everything it does for you? I think realistically, and I'm, I'm sorry to be the Debbie Downer here, I don't know anyone that fully does that if anyone does tell us the secret but you're probably thin <laughs> no i don't think that's fair em i could be totally wrong please write to us please do I, I would absolutely love to meet you and ask your secret because i am yet to hear or meet of someone who is a hundred percent truly authentically happy within their body and wouldn't change a single thing I'm yet to meet them. I think they'd probably be in their 70s and 80s. I think the important thing to remember is that these are just our opinions. We're not healthcare experts. We're not psychologists. We're just two girls trying to figure our way out of our 20s. Mm. And two girls that have different perspectives and are different sizes and have been different sizes throughout our lives um, and had different upbringings. But hopefully, if you're listening to this podcast, you can relate to one of us or even both of us. Yeah, it's it's accepting that you don't have all the answers in the moment. But I leaving space to just say what you want to say so that you can, without any sort of judgment of yourself, because... Yeah, the more, the more, like now I'm just like, oh, you're a piece of shit. You said someone that was fat is worthless. No. I don't, I don't think that. But I think it about myself. I yeah. never think it about someone else. That's I the other thing. I think it about myself. The other thing to remember is we are all so wrapped up in ourselves and our own worlds and our own body image. You know, when you walk down the street and you think someone's looking at you, they're not, they're, they're yeah, thinking about themselves. No one cares what you look like as much as you do yeah like literally they're thinking about how fat they looked in the window that they just walked past they're not looking at your thighs i can almost guarantee it um but i know that probably doesn't help doesn't help does it should we wrap this podcast let's up? let's wrap this up um that was really deep really deep i don't feel and like... i'm doing dry jan <laughs> yeah this would have been better Jeez. if you had a gin in your hand i know 
Um, but thank you for sharing all those things with me. I really thank you for sharing. I don't all those take things. it lightly that you would share some of that with me. So thank you. No, well, thank you for sharing these things. You make you make it a very safe space. And I have to say a big shout out to Lou because she's probably about my only friend that doesn't measure our friendship or measure conversations based around my weight. And when I've gained weight, lost weight, whatever I've done, it's never a subject that she ever brings up. And she doesn't enter into conversation with me about it when I'm in a bad place mentally um, and ask triggering and entering questions. So <laughs> I do notice, I see you, I hear you, and I'm so grateful for you. Oh, I love you. Em. Love you. Uh, What's what? the outro? <laughs> what is the outro? Best wishes. Best wishes. Warmest regards. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding.